Today is Wednesday, February 1st. The title for our devotional is Confident Leadership. Yesterday we saw the way of Jesus as it comes to exercise authority in the church. Jesus calls his followers to what's been called servant leadership. Those who are the greatest among them are to have the perspective of service. He doesn't throw out the idea of leadership completely, however. He was clearly the leader of the disciples. He called Peter to strengthen the disciples, as we saw last week when he turned back. He told Peter that he would be the rock on which he built the church. Yet those in a position of leadership are to take the posture and attitude of service. In John's Gospel, he documents a powerful illustration that Jesus gives his disciples at this meal. Let's read John 13, 1 through 20. It says, It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, You do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then, Lord, Simon Peter replied, Not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, Those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean. And you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him, and that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. I am not referring to all of you. I know those I have chosen, but this is to fulfill the passage of Scripture. He who shared my bread has turned against me. I am telling you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe that I am who I am. Very truly I tell you, whoever accepts anyone I send accepts me, and whoever accepts me accepts the one who sent me. Again, this is a powerful illustration of what it looks like to serve. Even in Jesus' position of leadership, he stoops down to his disciples' feet, and he washes them. This was a job only for the servants. And in this day and age, it was pretty gross as their feet were exposed to the dusty, sandy roads. Verse 3, however, has always caught my attention. It says again in verse 3, Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power. So he got up and assumed the posture of a servant to wash his disciples' feet. What strikes me about this is that Jesus wasn't insecure about his identity or his position of power. He knew that it was given to him by the Father. This is what enabled him to serve. It seems to me that many abuses of authority stem from insecurities. A leader who is uncertain about who they are will attempt to prove their competency and how deserving they are of the position they hold. 
This again often leads to abuses of that power. Moreover, Jesus was acutely aware of what God had called him to do. He knew that he was returning to the Father, the text says. He didn't try to overextend his mission. He had come to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many, as we read yesterday. He was about to accomplish that on the cross. A leader who is not content to do the will of God will either burn out or exasperate the church they are called to lead and shepherd. Not being aware of one's identity and one's calling is a toxic recipe that often leads to an abuse of power or simply a misunderstanding of what it means to be great in the kingdom of God. We've seen this movie multiple times in recent years with the fall of megachurch pastors. This is, of course, a complex and multifaceted issue in the church today. However, when a church leader begins to lead more like Caesar, as we saw on Monday in that, in that framework, and less like Jesus, washing feet and carrying the cross, the leader is in grave danger. Leaders who use forceful tactics like coercion, manipulation, or threats to cling to power have abandoned the way of Jesus. These leaders who use forceful tactics like this, they often set themselves up as benefactors, like we saw on Monday. They claim that the church needs them in order to bring people because of their gifted preaching or their fundraising ability, uh, and they're missing the point of Jesus' leadership entirely. We can often confuse effectiveness with good Christ-like leadership. As I said earlier, Jesus wasn't dismissing positions of leadership. He was simply reframing a leader's perspective to service. In verse 13, remember, Jesus affirms that he is indeed Lord and teacher. That's who he is. The apostles who are sitting at this table, they established positions of authority within the church. Read about this in Ephesians 4, 1 Corinthians 12, 1 Timothy 3, 1 Peter 5. Again, it's not that authority structures are bad, which our modern deconstruction movement wants to break down. It's that those who are called to be leaders need to maintain a posture of humble service like Jesus, knowing that they are also under the authority of the King, Jesus himself. For reflection time today, how have you seen abuses of authority within the church? It seems to me that the church in America is going through a drastic change in how we perceive leadership and greatness. How does our misconstrued cultural definitions of greatness contribute to our culture of leadership within the church? Consider the leaders and teachers we platform in our culture through giving, streaming their content, or sharing their videos. Do we value effectiveness, things like drawing a crowd, or articulate speaking, attractive appearance, etc.? Or do we value the character-revealing acts, things like service, compassion, and humility?